at it again with the League of Legends. No, we're not doing any damn Daniel memes on any podcast that I run. I'm sorry if any of you thought that I was actually going to do it, but for real, this is League of Legends Radio. Welcome back. I'm Ponder Sea Lion, back at it again with the solo Q-tips. So I just recently, recently being yesterday, got back into Diamond, so that was fun. Uh, I actually got to play a game against Cool Story Joe in solo queue. Uh, some of you may have heard of him. He's a YouTuber. Actually, we have a, a lot of his videos on uh, IYL.gg. He's a YouTuber, a challenger player, a Wukong main. I actually got to play against him in solo queue when he was playing Wukong, and I beat him. Uh, his team was extremely heavy, and uh, I think he's probably just you know a little bit better than me, but uh, I actually got to beat him, so that was pretty fun. In other news, I had a bit of... A solo queue epiphany. And I'll be talking about that for this segment of League of Legends Radio. I'm going to leave it cryptic and uh, mysterious and unknown. I'm really good at intros, I swear. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, and in other news, I am going to another LAN tournament this Saturday at UTSA. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. Should be a lot of fun, just like last time, even if I don't come home with the gold medal or the see that's confusing because gold is like a rank in League of Legends, but it's also in the Olympics gold is the best, but in League of Legends, gold is like the third worst, so i feel I feel like I'm confusing you guys, or maybe you weren't confused until I started talking about it um for i I won last time, let's win again, there we go, did it. Perfect. Perfect intro again by Ponder Sea Lion. Gonna give him a 9.78 on that. His, uh, his form is flawless. <laughs> Obscure Olympics jokes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Woo! I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, me, oh, my. He barks all day and night. Let's actually talk about League of Legends and not hear the ramblings of a madman. Okay, okay. So, while I was playing solo queue the other day, I was just in the middle of a game. Or I was actually the beginning of the game. My bad. I was at the beginning of a game. I was playing Master Yi. I was against Elise in jungle. And I was doing my full clear blah, 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 going all the way through everything, and then I, uh, Leeson, I saw him by the scuttle crab, so I kind of backed off, went and kept clearing my jungle, went to my red buff, I'd started at Gromp, now I was at red buff, and then my spidey senses started tingling as I moved towards the Krugs, so I went and I warded the bush between the two top tier towers, and Leeson was there, and so I had detected him, he hit his Q onto the Krug, so I would have been safe. But instead of just leaving, letting him have the Krugs, okay, you win, but you don't get the kill, 
I instead went and contested the Krugs. I got the the big Krug, like I got it, but then I died afterwards. And at that moment, I just kind of had an epiphany about League of Legends, which sounds like a really weird time to have that moment. But I honestly think that this could be the one thing holding me back from like Diamond 2 or maybe even Diamond 1 ELO. Like this could be the single biggest thing that will get me to the next level of play because I felt kind of stuck for the past, mm, say like six months or so, I felt kind of stuck in my ELO, but I honestly think that this could be the thing that I could get out. So I wanted to dedicate an episode to it. So the epiphany that I had was why did I, well, I guess I should say first the question that I asked myself is why did I go for that Krug? What in my brain drove me to decide to that I had to have this Krug, that it wasn't worth it to give Lee Sin the EXP and the gold to ensure that I wouldn't die? And then I just kind of realized that my issue as a player is that I don't always necessarily assess risk well enough, which seems like kind of a basic skill to have, but I guess what I should say that would make more sense is I don't necessarily consciously assess risk versus reward well enough. So the risk that I was taking by going for that Krug is death, which is like 300 gold to the enemy team. The potential reward, let's say that I kill both the Krugs and I get like 70 or 80 gold. Okay, well... 80 gold is a lot less than 300 gold. So right off the bat, that's a bad sign that that's a, a, a risk that you're willing to take. But the reward was, or the risk was not extremely low in that situation either. Like Lee Sin was right there. I had probably about eh, three or four bars of health. I didn't have a lot of health and he was near capped off. So the risk of me dying there was at least 50% or greater for a quarter of the gold that he had the potential of getting. So it was more risk for me than it was for him and much significantly, significantly lower, less reward than me. So if we go through the situ the scenarios here that are possible, uh, scenario one, I get the Krugs and then I leave and I don't die. Okay, that one works out for me. <laughs> the other scenario is Leeson kills the Krugs and I still get out safely. That's the scenario that I should have taken. I should have just let Leeson have the Krugs. Okay, you win this game, but I don't die. That's the that's the route that I should have taken. It's low risk, but no reward, which is much better than super high risk with relatively low reward, which would be the first option. The other option that I had was, and keep in mind this is the one that I went for, is try to contest the Krugs and then get killed. And get the Krug. So I guess that I got the third or the second worst option, not technically the worst option, which would be dying and not even getting the Krug. So at least I got one of the Krugs. So it wasn't the worst possible scenario for me, but still that's not good. Getting that 55 gold and giving 300 gold to Lee Sin was bad. That was a very, very bad trade for me to make. There was no reason to go for it because you know, my spidey senses tingled. I knew that he was there. I And then I warded, and then I had even more confirmation that he was there. And I just, for whatever reason, my brain told me to go kill the Krug 
smite the Krug, do whatever you have to do to secure this this stupid Krug that's not even an important objective at all. So, it was after dying to that, and then I was uh, going back to the dragon side scuttle crab, and I ran into Lee Sin there, and I did something that I almost never do when I'm jungling, especially as Master Yi, and I just walked away from the scuttle crab. You don't know how hard that is for me to do sometimes, but I, I did it this time, and I just walked away from the scuttle crab, and, you know, he got to kill it, and that was fine. I just gave it to him. He's stronger early game, but I'll definitely scale up and be, you know, three times as strong as him late game, so I let him have it. And that kind of goes to the core of greed in League of Legends. Greed is not necessarily as bad as people make it out to be, but it can be extremely detrimental to your gameplay, and it definitely has been for mine. Greed is just basically the what I was mentioning with risk versus reward. You have to weigh out those two factors. Those are two of the most important factors to weigh out in League of Legends. So for me to contest that Krug was high risk, relatively low reward, which means that that's a scenario that you want to avoid. And so it would have been better for me to pick the no risk, no reward which is what I did with the Scuttle Crab, and I didn't die. I lost the Scuttle Crab, but, you know, it's a 50 gold objective, not the end of the world. I just gave it up to Lee Sin. If you can learn how to walk away from situations like that, your gameplay will definitely improve immensely. So, so that's a really big thing that a lot of people, including myself, need to get better about doing. And if you can get better at doing it, you will definitely see that's one of the single biggest things that you can do to raise your rank. It's one of the things that you can just notice about yourself, and then if you fix it immediately, you will see an immediate increase in your rank. There are not many things that, that can be said for. You can notice that your CSing is bad and then work on it, but that's more of a gradual increase. Whereas this, if you've got the game knowledge to be able to assess risk versus reward, you can start that right now. You can start that next game. I mean, if you're listening to this in a game, you can start it right now. You can just not make greedy plays, just play it safe, and depending on the kind of champion that you play, you'll be rewarded some more than others. So, as a Master Yi player, you know, you hear about Master Yi, you hear about assassins being high risk, high reward, which is somewhat true. I mean, Master Yi's kind of broken right now, so it's not as true as it used to be, but... um. Early game, Master Yi is definitely a high-risk, high-reward champion because playing such a squishy champion with no escape spells, no CC, and no super good way to 1v1 anyone early game is going to put you in a vulnerable position. So having the capability to, or having the presence of mind, I should say, to be able to walk away from situations that are dangerous for you will benefit you because you will get stronger as the game progresses. And, you know, if you went even, even if you went a little bit below even, you will be rewarded for not getting behind. Whereas, you know, if you're a champion like Lee Sin, then you're kind of forced into making those risky early game plays. But with Lee Sin, the chance of a better reward is also much higher. You're going to have a much higher success rate as Lee Sin invading the enemy jungle than you are as Master Yi at level 3. 
it, you're just not going to be able to cheese people very effectively with Master Yi. So while the potential reward of invading with Master Yi and Lee Sin of maybe killing the enemy and getting a buff, that the reward is the same between the bo both of those champions, but the risk is much higher if you play Master Yi than if you play Lee Sin. So that's one of the factors that you have to keep in mind in this, but for me as a Master Yi player, learning risk versus reward is a hugely important thing for me, and it is for for everyone, but just some champions more than others. So anyways, I will digress. It just, being able to weigh objectives is something that I would consider myself to be pretty good at. I'm pretty good at rotating the map, calling objectives, knowing when we can Baron, things like that. But on a more personal level, like knowing when I can successfully do this tower dive or or how many enemies I'll be able to take at once, I tend to, I guess I would say overestimate my abilities and sometimes get screwed over in the process because trying to take on three people at once with Master Yi, if it's got a 20% chance of working then yeah the 20% chance that you get it right and you do kill all three of them the reward is definitely going to be very high but in the 80% chance that you get chain cc'd and then tossed around like a rag doll you know is the risk versus reward really worth it well it depends on the situation of course if that's your last ditch attempt to save the base from the barren up team then yeah I mean go for it why not but if it's just they're all sitting under their tower and you are really fed and you want to dive them and you've got a huge bounty on your head, maybe just play it cool and wait. This also, if you're a laner, can also... This is part of the reason that I'm such a bad laner, and hopefully that will improve now, but knowing when you can get the CS and when you should just let it die is one of the most difficult things for me to do in this game it just part of my soul dies every time that I just watch a minion that I could have maybe gotten just fall to my minions because I would have gotten harassed if I took it so today I was playing a normal game and I locked in Fizz mid because I didn't know what else to play and the enemy team locked in Heimerdinger mid and he probably doubled my CS in the early game but by the end of the game I had I, I didn't die a single time in laning, and by the end of the game, I think I either had more CS than him, or we were, or I was down by a, less than a margin of 10, so I really brought back the CS, because I just waited it out, I didn't try anything in laning phase, I just let the minions die to his turrets, or I mean, I let the minions die to, uh, to my minions, or to my tower, I didn't try anything, I didn't mess around, I didn't take unnecessary poke where I could avoid it, and I was definitely rewarded a lot for it. Once the mid-game came around, I was able to roam, able to do a lot more with the game. Of course, it was a normal game, so maybe the Heimerdinger wasn't the best, but it still illustrates the point very well that going for risky plays is just not going to have the biggest return on your investment most of the time. So until you get to the point where you're challenger and you can very effectively 
tell what someone what every champion's exact capabilities are, their exact burst, all those kinds of factors, you should really just be playing the game a bit safer. Now this goes against something that I told you guys in an earlier episode, which was that you should always go ham in solo queue and you'll learn more about the game by going ham, but I'm I'm not going to completely revoke that because I do think that you get better at the game like that, but this is a different kind of getting better. That's more for learning your champion's ins and outs and for improving your general mechanics. This is more of a uh, an understanding the game at a more fundamental core level. So it does go against that somewhat, but... It's kind of working on two different aspects of the game, so I wouldn't compare them too much or try to find much comparison between them because there is not really a good one. Uh, That's pretty much all there is to say on the topic. Hopefully, I'll be able to gain some elo. So far, the only champion that I'm able to win with right now is Master Yi, so hopefully that changes. Hopefully, I you know get good and start playing something else. Having my two best champions, Master Yi and Udir, be permabanned is super fun. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. And just make sure that when you guys make a risky play, that the reward that you could potentially be getting is worth it. You, If you can cut out unnecessarily risky plays from your gameplay, you will see an immediate increase in your skill level, your rank, and your KDA. And that concludes this episode of League of Legends Radio. Now that that knowledge has been imparted unto you, I command thee to go forth and slay the evil that exists in solo queue and stuff. That was fun. There are many, many ways to contact me. Of course, you've got email, line at gmail.com. you got Twitter. LO Legends Radio on Twitter. There's uh, my summoner name on North America, which is Ponderous Sea Lion. I mean, who doesn't know that by now? I'm yelling Ponderous Sea Lion every other minute in these things. Those are probably the three easiest ways to contact me. But it's all in the description if you guys think of another way. I would gladly accept it. Thank you guys again for downloading this episode of League of Legends Radio. It was a pleasure to record, and as always, I will catch you on the flippity-flop. This This has been League of Legends Radio. Yeah, that's creepy, right? I love it.